listen, Dr. Moore, there, this was obviously the work of groups like Antifa. I mean, th this was not supporters of conservative ideology or the President of the United States. So you need to really just dial it back a notch. That's all they got! Let's go! If you're a Christian and you get to the point where truth is what's useful to me in making my argument, regardless of whether or not it is objectively real, then you have become a postmodern moral relativist and believe in uh, relativity of truth. Well, that's not a Christian uh, perspective on reality. Start making a list, put all those names down, and we start hunting them down one by one. Stop listening to the apocalyptic rhetoric that tells you you can't survive not having your people that you wanted in charge for a period of time. That's just not true in this country. Don't listen to the people who would tell you everything is just about to fall apart all the time. If you're angry about President-elect Biden, for whatever reason, spend January the 20th praying for him. You know what we're about to do? We're about to get real. We're about to have conversations that Christians have behind closed doors, the scary ones, the ones that make you feel uncomfortable. That's where we're going. Why? Because we're family. Ustedes son mi familia. So this is the Brian and Janelle podcast. She's Janelle and I'm Brian. If you don't want to miss anything, all you have to do is hit the subscribe button to get a notification whenever we drop a new episode. This is... The Brian and, and Janelle, Janelle podcast. 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 What a privilege it is to have with us live the Dr. Russell Moore. He's an American evangelical theologian, ethicist, preacher, and president of the Southern Baptist Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Moore. Oh, thanks for having me, Brian. Good to be with you. Well, I was certainly blessed by seeing your article, uh, The Roman Road from Insurrection, about the events we all saw take place at the Capitol a little over a week ago. Let's just start with getting inside Dr. Moore's mind. As you saw the video of things unfolding at the Capitol as it was happening, what was going on in your heart and soul? Well, I was simultaneously not surprised because we had been uh, seeing this built up, really in some ways for years, but then also shocked uh, I, I couldn't believe that I was seeing what I was seeing in the United States of America. And so there was a, a sense of, um, of rage that started to come forward because uh, at multiple levels, because what we were seeing there as an American and a patriot seeing the Capitol uh, attacked, uh, seeing our country under attack, that was one level. The other was seeing all of these uh, Jesus saves signs and and uh, and so forth, blaspheming the name of Christ involved in this violent insurrection. And so there were so many things that just uh, prompted a, a sense of, of real anger that I usually don't have if I'm just watching events unfold. And, you know, I even saw yesterday video was released for the first time of some of the insurrectionists on the floor of the Senate invoking yeah. the name of Jesus and praying. Let's all say a prayer in this sacred space. Amen. For this opportunity to stand up for our God-given unalienable rights. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for paying the inspiration needed to these police officers to allow us in this building, to allow us to exercise our rights, to allow us to send a message 
Is that the same Jesus you and I worship they're talking to? Not at all. As a matter of fact, there was a, uh, an image of uh, some of them praying with one of these uh, guys who claims to be a, a pagan shaman. Uh, but they're, uh, no, you, you cannot carry out uh, violent, uh, illegal acts and claim the name of Jesus Christ. It, it was that... that I'm almost glad. I saw the same video that you did. I was almost glad that that had taken a week or so to to come out, so that I didn't see it the day of, because I think I, I might, my blood pressure might have been overloaded that day. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> now I've received a number of emails from listeners in here in Northeast Ohio, Western Pennsylvania who said to me, listen, I've got friends, their names are, you know, John and Jane Doe, and they went to these events in Washington. Really, the bad people were in the Capitol. And everybody outside of the Capitol was just, you know, they love Jesus and they're, they're praying for America. How do we respond to that and what's your take on that? I think that uh, could there have been uh, some people who just uh, went there because they were misinformed about what the election was about, or they were misinformed about what was going to happen uh, in terms of the 6th, and they refused to participate in everything else and walked away? Sure. I think that's uh, that's probably uh, possible, but it is impossible to have been part of that uh, group storming the United States Capitol and and not be uh, responsible and accountable for being involved in an act of domestic terrorism. And see, I've often wondered, as I've seen the images of the gallows that were erected outside the Capitol and seen some of the anti-Semitic and racist ideology on signs, what do I do as a Christian when I see that? Like, if I'm in a crowd somewhere and I see a gallows go up, do I stay there and pray or do I leave? I mean, what do I do? Uh, part of a crowd and you see, this can just be a general rule of life, I suppose. If you're in a crowd and you see someone constructing gallows, it's time to leave and to call law enforcement. Uh, I think that's the safe bet every time. And certainly, uh, it's also true, if you're, in a, if you're in a crowd and you start looking around and you're seeing uh, racist or violent signage, one would have to ask, wait a minute, what am I in? Why, why am I here? There, there's some, some clues here, uh, really glaring clues, that this is not a crowd I should be a part of. So now, you mentioned earlier people being misinformed about the election. You work with lobbying on, on behalf of followers of Christ in Washington, and you examine issues of law and ethics. Uh, so didn't you hear the election was rigged? The election was not rigged. Uh, the, the, there was no widespread fraud in the election. 
And one of the ways that you can see this, or multiple ways to see it, but one of the ways that you can see it is to uh, is to look at what the attorneys claiming such things on television actually say when they get into court, which is to never allege that there is fraud. And also to look at some of these media outlets that were reporting these ridiculous conspiracy theories about Dominion and uh, Venezuela and so forth, who are now having to come forward and say... We weren't telling the truth. We, we, were, we were lying because uh, they're being sued, and they know they will lose those defamation suits because it's not true. I mean, that, that wasn't true, never has been true, and it also certainly wasn't true that the Congress, which has the role of simply counting the electoral votes, in other words, not to say, well, whether or not the vote in Pennsylvania was what one wanted it to be, but whether or not the votes that you've received actually came from Pennsylvania. <laughs> Pennsylvania runs its elections. Congress doesn't. That was never going to be something that could, could uh, undo the election. And the vice president uh, did not have the power and never had the power to unilaterally undo the election. If that were the case, we would never have an election. The, the outgoing vice president would simply put the president back into power every four years. So there were so many things here that just were not uh, based in any form of reality at all, which led to a lot of disappointment and rage and violent people. And we've been warned about that. Gabriel Sterling uh, with the uh, Georgia Elections Board said weeks ago, someone's going to get shot. Uh, we saw months ago uh, armed people coming into the, the Capitol in Michigan and uh, threatening to kidnap the governor there. there. This is something that's been building uh, for months, if not years. Now, I'm sure someone's already firing up their email to write to you and to me to say, but you haven't seen this YouTube video. You haven't read this article. It's all a conspiracy. So what, what do Christians do with conspiracy theories, Dr. Moore? Well, one of the problems with the sort of conspiracy theory thinking is uh, I tell people all the time, you can't reason people out of things that they were never reasoned into. And so if you sit down and say, okay, let's just look at what's actually going on, the person is going to say, well, that just shows how deep it is, that there is no evidence and you can't believe your own lying eyes. So I tell pastors all the time, you can't uh, really do much about people once they've gotten to a certain stage of conspiracy thinking. What you can do, though, is to help the people who are just sort of overhearing those sorts of things and wondering, well, what does that mean? It's kind of like, uh, you know, uh, I'll have uh, pastors sometimes who will have uh, anonymous uh, letters going on around them, and uh, people will say, well, you know, it just seems like a lot of people are concerned about the pastor. Well, yeah, because you're floating around all the concerns about the pastor. And so th it, this kind of works the same way. And we see it with, uh, for instance, with vaccines. There will be people who aren't into the conspiracy theory stuff. Bill Gates is putting microchips in us and all that nonsense. But they just see some stuff on Facebook and they say, well, should I be concerned about this? Those are the sorts of people that you actually can reason with and talk to. But somebody might say, well, what if the conspiracy theories are true, Dr. Moore? I mean, sh should we even be looking at conspiracy theories at all as Christians? If 
conspiracy, if these conspiracy theories uh, were true, then what that would mean is that you're living in a matrix where you can never understand whether or not uh, reality is around you or not, because the conspiracy is so deep that it includes uh, both political parties uh, in this country. It includes the president's attorney general, the president's Supreme Court, the judges that the president appointed, the uh, Republican elections officials in the states. It includes the vice president of the United States of America. Mm -hmm. I mean, if that that is true, then that means that, uh, that, that there's nothing that you can know about what's going on around you right now. So that's not a very likely outcome. I'd love to get your response to this text that just came in. It's similar to things I've seen in the last week as well. 100% disagree with your guest this morning. Wow. Obviously, he only watched left-wing news. So disturbing you allow this rhetoric on your show. Try watching Newsmax and OAN. It's (laughs) obvious who he voted for. Not everything is a conspiracy theory. How do you respond to that, Dr. Moore? Because I'm sure you've seen the same thing. Well, yes, and, and the problem is uh, that people keep uh, labeling as left-wing news any news that doesn't give them the, uh, the viewpoint that they want to hear. That's the reason that there's so much anger being directed toward Fox. Fox News is left-wing now. We're in a time when Fox News and Mike Pence are the left-wing uh, <laughs> manipulators of reality. That's, that's not rational. So what do we do when Christians aren't rational then? Because, I mean, there is bias in mainstream media, right? People hate mainstream media now. Well, sure, there's bias in in everything. And one of the ways that you can uh, identify and see bias is by reading a a, a wide variety of different sources or listening to a wide variety of different sources. That's a different thing. People having uh, different uh, values or understandings of what's going on. That's very different than having a, a conspiratorial cabal seeking to completely reframe reality from you. That's, that's not what's going on here. Our guest is Dr. Russell Moore from the Southern Baptist Convention's Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. I highly recommend you check out his article, The Roman Road from Insurrection. When we come back, I'd love to have him help me with some other concerns we've had expressed to us even, and I've seen online, things like, so what's so different between what happened in Washington and what happened this summer with Black Lives Matter? And why aren't you talking about Twitter and the problems with social media? We'll talk to Dr. Moore coming up. Hi, this is Doug Hastings, Vice President here at Moody Radio, and we have a unique sponsor for this podcast. It's United Faith Mortgage the faith-focused mortgage team with a very specific advantage that can save families money. Here are two things you need to know. Number one, United Faith Mortgage was started by a dad and his son and his wife, and they've grown into a team helping families all across the U.S. And number two, they have a unique advantage. Their company is an arm of a bigger company, which is a direct lender, meaning there's no middleman. Their company uses its own money and makes its own lending decisions within its own walls. Again, no middleman. And often, this allows them to get you a better rate on a new home purchase, refinance, or cash-out refinance, which could save you money over a lifetime. Check out the Faith and Family Mortgage team at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. 
Dr. Russell Moore with us live. So grateful for his time today. He's an author, a theologian, an ethicist, a preacher, and he's president of the Southern Baptist Convention's Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. Go check out his article, The Roman Road from Insurrection, that deals with what took place in Washington. Now, Dr. Moore, in this article, you indicated that you'd be willing to lose your position at the ERLC for the things you said in there. Why would you lose your position for calling evil evil? Well, I don't think I will, but I'm simply saying we ought to be willing to because we're dealing with a lot of people who are scared. And I'm not just talking about people in elective office, but I'm talking about people in ordinary life who sometimes think, well, I can't uh, really talk about what it is that I believe to be true because then I'll be threatened with exile. And I've heard from a lot of those people uh, lately. And and my word to, to them is let's do what's right and let's be, as the scripture says, reasonable to uh, people on the outside, and whatever the consequences of that are, well, God will take care of you. So what is it in, in, in all this that you'd be willing to lose your position over? Telling the truth about what is morally right, that violent insurrection is wrong. I mean, it's incredible that at this point, in the things I put in that article, what I had to say, lying is wrong, even when you think it's in the interest of, of uh, truth. Doing evil is wrong, even if you think that it's going to bring good uh, out of it. Murder is wrong. These are things that should not be controversial among Christians. I would wholeheartedly agree with that. So now I've heard from a lot of folks, and I'm sure you have too, that are like, listen, you weren't this loud protesting what happened with this past summer's violence in like, for example, Portland or Seattle or... In the various, like in Cleveland, we, we had some violence during some Black Lives Matter protests. How do those two different historical events compare? And what did you say about Black Lives Matter? Well, first of all, I said uh, at the time, any rioting and uh, looting, uh, violent rioting as opposed to protesting, and looting is wrong and should be dealt with by law enforcement. And I think many people did. But the, the more fundamental issue is this kind of, well, what aboutism? is absurd when you're talking about uh, however bad any of those events would have been, an attack upon the United States Capitol to stop a constitutional process uh, is to, to simply wave away and say, well, you know, there were some, there were some uh, riots that got out of hand in Portland earlier in the year is absurd. It's the equivalent of the people who would say, when uh, the Twin Towers and the Pentagon uh, were under attack in 2001, well, what about the violent incursions that some of these people have experienced uh, in their homelands? Uh, we, we ought to understand their anger. No, we need to respond with uh, justice and protect our country. Now, some would say that, listen, Dr. Moore, there, this was obviously the work of groups like Antifa. I mean, th this was not supporters of conservative ideology or the president of the United States. So you need to really just dial it back a notch. That is ridiculous. <laughs> this is a case where there are some situations sometimes where there's an attack on a country and people don't initially know who it is and they have to look into it. In this case, what we have for the most part are people on video telling you their names, their addresses, uh, and posting on post social media what they're doing, people who are well known for years and years and years. So if you, if you look at the, 
the people who are saying, we're here for these reasons, this is who I am, and your response is to say, well, it must really be Antifa, and what they did was to play a long game from way back when these people were kids in vacation Bible school and have pretended to be what they are all this time. I mean, that's absurd. We know that that's not true. And, uh, you know, initially when people are starting to say that, well, I'm sure that this was actually Antifa. We know now the FBI has uh, arrested some of these people and we have uh, we have video footage of these people. We know who they are. So that's just not true. And the problem with that is that if you're a Christian and you get to the point where truth is what's useful to me in making my argument, regardless of whether or not it is objectively real, then you have become a postmodern moral relativist and believe in uh, relativity of truth. Well, that's not a Christian uh, perspective on reality. And I'm, I'm sure somebody could look at you and say, but Dr. Moore, uh, the new administration coming in, President Biden supports gay marriage, he supports abortion, a whole bunch of evil wickedness. And so we really ought to be doing everything we can to stop evils like that from gaining Murder? power. Murder? <laughs> Lying? <laughs> uh, if that's the case, if the response to evil is doing evil and outdoing evil with evil, then we don't have a New Testament. Uh, we no longer have the Sermon on the Mount. We no longer have uh, we no longer have Romans twelve, which tells us, "Do not overcome evil with evil, but overcome evil with good." These are not complicated things that one has to study the Bible for years and years and years to understand. One can simply flip the Bible open and put your finger down somewhere, and this is basic level four-year-old Sunday school understanding of the Bible. One doesn't need a lot of it to see this, and that is completely opposite of the way of Jesus Christ. Now, you know, one of the things I've had concern about, but haven't spent much time discussing it yet, is the dramatic response from various social media companies to silence the President of the United States and others. Are you concerned, as a man who studies ethics, uh, with this kind of censoring happening from social media? No, because it's not censoring. Uh, any more than uh, for someone to say, I think that Brian and Janelle, you're wrong that you don't have uh, Richard Dawkins on uh, your radio program to tell people why atheism is right. I mean, well, you're a private uh, radio uh, outfit, and you can have guests on that fit with your values. For social media platforms to say, we're not going to have information that is leading to violent insurrection on our platform is not a violation of the First Amendment at all. I mean, as a matter of fact, uh, that's exactly what many of us have been fighting for in terms of uh, religious liberty and the First Amendment, is that the government wouldn't come in and tell private companies, you have to violate your deepest held values in order to function. What people are saying is a violation of the First Amendment to do what they're wanting would actually be a violation of the First Amendment, which is the government coming in and saying, you have to allow everything on your private company platform. That's just not what the First Amendment is. So now, what's your encouragement for followers of Jesus who may be frustrated by some problems with the election, who are 
angry about a Democratic administration coming in with abortion and other wickedness. So what's your encouragement for them on how to go about bringing change in America today? I would say is stop listening to the apocalyptic rhetoric that tells you you can't survive not having your people that you wanted in charge for a period of time. That's just not true in this country. You're going to have Democratic administrations, Republican administrations, progressive administrations, conservative administrations, moderate administrations. That is going to happen. And don't listen to the people who would tell you everything is just about to fall apart all the time. Because what that leads to is both the sort of stuff we've been watching, but also it leads to a kind of cynicism. Because people grow up hearing this, and they hear this over and over and over again, and they see it's not true, and then they conclude, well, then nothing matters. And it has the exact reverse effect of of what you wanted. What I would say to you is, if you're angry about President-elect Biden, spend January the 20th praying for him, Mm. that he would have wisdom and discernment, and that God would, this is what I pray for every president who comes into office, that God would give him success in every good thing, that his success is our success as a country in every good thing, and that God would prevent any bad thing from happening. I don't just pray that for the president, I pray that for myself. To say, God, would you give me success in what you would have me to do, and would you close the doors on the things that you wouldn't have me to do? I think that's what we should be praying for President Biden, and we should be starting off not with a position of, oh, I'm looking to find where he's going to mess up, but to say, I'm uh, ready to be proven wrong, and I'm ready to see him succeed. And if you do like Joe Biden, to say, well, I'm ready also to uh, call him out when he does something that's wrong, even if he's my guy. I mean, that's the way we all need to approach this as Christians. So as we're almost out of time here, I think the best place to leave this would be, no matter where we are as Christians today, politically or ideologically, uh, how can we glorify the gospel of Jesus Christ in this cultural moment? I think by being a people of tranquility and joy, And so we're the people who aren't given over to uh, irrationality or to rage or to uh, cynicism, but to the people who really do know that the kingdom of God is coming and the kingdom of God is above every rule and authority. Again, Dr. Russell Moore is an evangelical theologian, ethicist, preacher, author, and president of the Southern Baptist Convention's Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. Dr. Moore, how can folks get connected to you and find out about your books and your writing? Uh, They can go to russellmoore.com, and it'll all be right there. And how can we pray for you in these days? Just pray for all of us that we would uh, follow Christ in uh, in the way that he calls us to do. Amen. And thank you for your courage in doing that very thing in a bold and clear way. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Take care. Hey, hold up. Where are you going? You know you liked your time with us. You want more. So look down, hit that button right there, subscribe, and you'll get updated episodes, and then you can hang some more. And guess what? You can help us. How? A five-star rating. You can also hang with us live 
Weekday 6 to 9 a.m. Interact with us, talk with us. Download the Moody Radio app. Or at brianintonell.org. And we don't put all this together all by ourselves. There's some great people behind all this production. We want to thank Ron Eastwood, Kelly Ryder, Paul Carter, Mike Reynolds, and our awesome and fearless leader, Josue Villa. And finally, this podcast is a production of Moody Radio in Cleveland, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. Well, Brian, that's a wrap. Yep.